on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Mars, that's what I like. And of course, what we like is being here on a Sunday morning with you. We are the girls around town, of course. June, Sue, me, Tina and Fiona, all in the studio today. And this morning with Fiona, we're talking feet, aren't we, Fiona? Oh, hang on, let me give you a microphone. There you go. Hello, yes, Hello. we're certainly talking about feet. Yes, we've uh, we've been talking about, you know, we've obviously we've been enjoying a few foot-related puns, like jumping in with all feet and, you know, shall we do the left foot or the, fir- or the right foot first? But... I'm going to start off by talking just a bit generally about um, uh, about making sure that we look after our feet because um, I think when the summer comes along and I'm very I'm very aware that it's almost summer holiday time you know the children are coming up to their last weeks in in school so we'll be thinking about going away on holiday perhaps so it's time to start getting those feet out um, getting the because it's very important to go barefoot if you can even if that just means being barefoot at home uh, much better than than walking in flat shoes or anything like that go barefoot that's the best thing it'll help to harden up your skin a little bit because when we wear big shoes and big boots during the winter our skin gets gets a bit softened that said of course the very hard skin you can buy all sorts of products these days to get rid of get rid of that because we don't really you know that doesn't look terribly attractive but it's if you do that if you use one of those foot files make sure to use moisturizer on your feet i was just saying to sue we have to give the same attention to our feet as we do our hands you know most of us slap on a bit of hand cream every so often you know if you've done a bit of washing up or whatever and it's just the same with our feet think about giving them the attention that they deserve because they are really really important to us and with that in mind if you go out if you even if you're in the garden remember to put sun cream on your feet as well as everywhere else because there's nothing like sunburnt feet i don't know if, any, if anyone has ever sunburnt the top of their the top of their feet or even the bottom of their feet that's even worse oh that's awful it's terrible so again it's think think about you know fair shares for feet and all of that kind of thing that's what i want to talk about today so i mean a lot of it a lot of it you you know you'll have known you'll know about before but just Pay a bit of attention to your feet because they are really, really precious. Um, think about your footwear. As I say, if you have to wear, when you have to wear shoes, um, flip-flops are not terribly good because then, you know, they, it feels like they're giving your muscles a workout, but they actually, often they overstrain them, so that's not good. But I know that there are much better, fitter flip-flops these days that a lot of people uh, um, recommend, so those are, those are a good thing to try. Well, I suppose it's the difference between the flip-flop, which is just flat plastic, no support whatsoever. No support at all, exactly. And the, um, the, the sort of the other stylistic ones that have got, um, you know, moulded soles mm. and so on and so forth that really support your feet as you walk. That's right, and they, that really helps. Although, one thing, if you, if you feel that your legs and your feet... Uh, need a little bit of uh, relaxing, need a little bit of toning as well. One thing you can do very easily in the evening is using a tennis ball, put a tennis ball under your foot and then just just rub it up and down each foot um, on the floor. And it's really, really good for toning your muscles and it will also help to relax them, help to you're working them out. You might you might find it's a little bit uncomfortable the first few times that you do it, but you just keep going and as you as you as you do it, you rub it rub the ball up and down your foot, ten or fifteen times each foot. Um, and if you do that every day, you'll be you'll find you'll be able to 
push a little bit harder down onto the ball each day and it's really really good exercise for your feet and i guess that's quite important if you're a you know a high-heeled girl absolutely absolutely because a lot of us <laughs> even if we even if we don't wear particularly high heels but it's particularly the case yeah you, we really we lose a lot of the um a lot of the, the sort of the strength in our toes and things like that and that's often because we just don't we don't um we don't make our feet work as hard as as we could if you're really into the, the if you get really into it you can you know you can use crumpled up tissues put them on the floor and use your little tootsies to pick them up that's another terribly good foot exercise yeah um keep gets keeps your toes bending down to get them (laughs) well yeah but then the problem is is very well picking them up but then if you want to kind of then you you've got to lift your foot right up your you know over your armpit or whatever to blow your nose no just hop to the bin and drop it in the bin oh okay (laughs) oh oh that's a good bit of lateral thinking i hadn't thought of that yeah um, and then just obviously a lot of us like to wear nail polish on our on our toes to make us look nice and glamorous um, but I would say that's a great that's a great plan but give your give your nails a rest make sure that you that you don't wear any nail polish for at least a few days every month partly because it will make the nails discolor and partly because the nails do need you do need to get a little bit of, of air to, to the nails from the from the outside um otherwise there's the tendon you know it's one of those things that can predispose you to getting those fungal nail infections so use nail polish but don't use it all the time mm, interesting oh june and i better take note of that because we are polished toe girls mm, well it it looks fun you know mm. but it, it's uh you know if you've got if you've got a, a few days in the month where you don't need to be quite so glamorous or you're not going to be wearing your, oh, your open toe shoes <laughs> i mean i know obviously one is required to be glamorous all the time um but you know give it a little bit of a rest when you can okay marvelous any other particular thoughts or should we um well th- or should we th- just sort of you know we, segue we can, into our favorite man we can meander through yes and i'll in a minute i'll be talking about you know sort of sort of the slightly dodgier aspects of what to do about your barucas should oh, they have surfaced lovely. okay oh we do love a little bit of brian ferry here on the girls around town so um so we're still talking feet with fiona but we're talking about the slightly um less pleasant end of feet now. well you know sometimes it, you know if you decide you're going to give your you know you're going to give your feet a nice little bit of a treat you know take away the hard skin it's quite possible at that point that you will realise that the reason that perhaps your feet have been getting a bit uncomfortable lately is that you have indeed got a veruca, because sometimes um, they can be, you know, they can be very, they can be very small. They're often very slow growing, and they can have been being slowly kind of gathering, and you don't realise until you actually start paying a little bit of attention to your feet. So, just from that, how can hmm. you tell the difference between a veruca and a corn? Well, a veruca, if you look carefully, a veruca will have a little black core, usually. Sometimes it's very, very hard to see. And, and a corn will usually, will usually feel a bit harder. A corn tends to be on the outside, whereas what happens with a veruca is that our weight, one of the reasons it often takes so long for them to get sorted is the weight of our bodies obviously pushes the, pushes the wart sort of inside. Um, so it tends to be more. There's more inside than there is outside. I think the corn is the opposite. Right. Okay. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, there's quite a few different things that uh, there's all sorts of folk cures about 
um, getting rid of verrucas. You know, there's um, people, people, my modern folk folk cure is to use duct tape. If you're, a, you know, if you're really? quite tough, yes, that's supposed to be quite a good one. But I don't have any, I don't have any uh, personal experience of that. People talk about using banana skins and all sorts of things. But if you go to Boots, they won't ask, they won't tell you about anything. Like if you go to the chemist, they won't tell you about anything like that. They will recommend um, the freezing treatments that are very popular now because very often your GP will tell you, which is the, which certainly is the truth, that mostly verrucas will resolve on their own. Um, but it can take a really, really long time. And if you, perhaps if you, if your children have got verrucas and you, you, get, you know, they go swimming regularly, you're going to want to get rid of them a bit sooner than, than that. Um, so the freezing treatments can be effective, but they can be quite distressing. And I set out as a sort of natural health practitioner, I set out to find something that I felt would be more effective. And what I um, suggest to people now is using a plant tincture called Thuya, uh, which you it comes in a little bottle, you put a few drops on the pad of a plaster every day, and you apply that to the site of the Veruca. You have to change that every day, putting fresh tincture on. Um, and it kills the, the, the plantar wart, which is what a Veruca is. It, slowly kills it so that you can take the, the dead skin and all the other um, and, and all the sort of nasty stuff in the middle it just comes away naturally and then your foot will heal over it may it, it's not an overnight thing if you've if you've got a veruca that's been there for a while it might take you at least a month to sort it out but um it's it's much gentler than those freezing treatments mm. You're listening to Radio Newark, to the girls around town. We are talking feet at the moment with Fiona. Um, so, Fiona, you were talking about using Thuja tincture on um, verrucas to get rid of them. How do we get hold of Thuja tincture? Because it's not commonly available in chemists, is it? No, it's not. You won't be able to buy that over the counter in a chemist or, or in a health shop these days either. So... If you, if you want to try a natural way of tackling a Verrucas, um, you can contact me through my website, uh, Um I make, up, I make it up into a little kit with instructions um, so it, you're quite clear as to what you need to do. The only thing you need to buy is a box of plasters. Um, you know, um, and as I say, it will, it will take a few weeks, but it's worth persevering with. And I've got, you know, a number of people have said to me, uh, oh, it, it's helped, you know, and it was quite speedy and it was gentle, not so distressing. Mm. Lots of very positive feedback about it. Well, because even those freezing products, they, I mean, they can still take a while to work, can't yeah, they? Yeah, they're, they're not instant by any means. And as I said, uh, so many people have said to me that um, even adults actually find them quite traumatic to use because um, they can be quite they can be quite stingy. Mm. Um, so it's worth it's worth looking. It's always worth looking for a gentler alternative. Um, Thuya tincture is only for use on the skin, though. It's it's a topical preparation. It's not something to be taken internally, and that that's it's clearly marked on the bottle and on my instructions. Um, so it's. You know, it's another another thing that you can you know means that your feet will be in the best shape they possibly can be for the summertime to enjoy all that all that all that beach life. Marvelous. Now, talking of tinctures, you could since you've got a cold Sue, you could probably do with some elderberry tincture. That's supposed to be Ooh. very good for colds. Elderberry, isn't it? yeah, yes. elderberry tincture. Oh, that sounds right. I've got elderberry vinegar I made a few years ago. Well, put some of that 
in um, a couple of, you know, a sort of a little small measure of that mm. in a mug with a spoonful of honey and some hot water and drink it. Yes, nurse. Mm. So is that full of vitamin C? Yes. Oh, very yes, good. and has particular. I, I'm not sure exactly what all of the properties are that make it so um, efficacious for colds and flu, but it does. Mm. It's amazing stuff. Now, how come you have elderberry vinegar then? Because I made it, and blackcurrant, uh, blackberry vinegar. And is that mm. is that the fruits added to ordinary vinegar? Or? Yes, you you leave them to steep in the vinegar for a few weeks what sort of vinegar um just your bog standard malt you know anything really okay it doesn't have to be a fancy vinegar um and then you strain it off i'm, I'm going from memory here because it's a few years since i made it strain it off and just warm it through with some sugar and then uh, it decants into uh, sterilized bottles and then leave and actually it's a it's a bit of a jackson family um thing that i've inherited i inherited my mother-in-law's collection of, of blackberry vinegar and it's known in the family as Aridinger, because when they <laughs> were little, they couldn't say blackberry vinegar, so it was Aridinger. And actually, if you leave it for sort of 10 or 15 years, it's absolutely gorgeous on ice cream. Mm. Wow. But it has to be mature. Don't try yeah. the, the mm. new stuff. It has to. You so know, yeah. what do you use the, the, more, the more recent stuff for? I then? put it in um, salad dressings. And I also, if I'm doing any tomato-based um, recipes like a bolognese or a tomato sauce i just put a little splash in because you know you need a little bit of sugar in yeah. a tomato dish just to give it a bit of background oomph if you like and i find the the fruit vinegars work really well mm. and of course you know particularly things like blackberries you can go and pick when they're in season mm. you can oh, go yeah. and pick those out the hedgerows yeah um well, and, the, and, and the elderberries and the elderberries yeah. exactly um they make fabulous vinegars and uh and tinctures as do raspberry Yes. And of course, um, you know... If you've got raspberries growing. If you've yes, got raspberries your growing in your garden yeah. or allotment or whatever, fantastic. Because they're, they are, they're so expensive if you buy them as vinegars and yet they're so dead easy to make. Well, they, they really are. But put it mm. in a bowl, leave it somewhere, you know, to fester on its own for a, quite well, a while. Yeah, and how, then, how long yeah. do you leave it to oh, I'd have to look the recipe up, but it was, a, I think, about 10 days. Okay. I'm really mm. interested. No, I don't think I've ever made anything like that. But I'm um, quite intrigued to try it. Mm. It's one of the you need to sort of make it for a few years, and then you've sort of got a rolling stock, if you like, because you can't yeah. use it straight away. So if you make a little bit every year, then you'll always have a good supply. So of you the mature it has stuff. to mature in the bottle for quite a long time, does it? Yeah, I mean, you if you want it for a salad dressing or something, you can use it when it's quite young. But if you want it to be more unctuous, then you really yeah. need to leave it for for at least five years and ideally ten. Ooh, so it's it's a long long trajectory. Yeah, then. it's worth it it's gorgeous okay. on ice cream right mm. I, I like the idea of you inheriting your mum you know <laughs> yes. i think that's how, that sounds really sp that's a real special thing <laughs> i might even write a poem about that there you go there you go Ooh, fiona is inspired mm. fiona is inspired well we are 